You're listening to The Retail Perch with Sheikha Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. But today it's time for another Retail Roundup. So I have with me my co-host, uh, Gary Hawkins. Shaker, great to be with you today. And there's a lot happening out there. You know, once a month we look at all the great stuff that's happening and, you know, me and Gary just discuss it, give our opinion about it. And uh, the specific topics you want us to discuss, let us know. We're glad to include it. Uh, so Gary, first up here, I know uh, there's really interesting stuff happening between Amazon and Spartan Nash. It was a wholesaler, right? Based out of Michigan. Yes. What is going on here, Gary? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, separate pieces that have come out in the news over the past few days, uh, but it doesn't take much to start connecting the dots here and, and getting a sense of what's going on. So the first announcement you know, close to a week ago was um, that Amazon Spartan Nash had inked a supply agreement that carries forward, I think it's for another seven years that Spartan Nash will supply Amazon fresh foods, other packaged goods, and so on in different markets, right? To support uh, Amazon Fresh and so on today. But it doesn't take much of a stretch to think about Spartan Nash supplying Amazon stores, right? So that was the first announcement. Then it came out after that, that part of that supply agreement gives Amazon the option to purchase, I think it's around 15% of Spartan Nash if they so choose to. So it gets a little more interesting. Then just, I think it was yesterday, it came out in the news that Spartan Nash has just signed a, a seven-year lease agreement for a massive distribution center. I believe it's in Maryland or Virginia, so on the East Coast. Connecting those dots, a lot of speculation around is uh, uh, Spartan Nash positioned now to supply Amazon is they go after building out more and more brick and mortar stores. I mean, so basically you're saying that Amazon is trying to position itself where it has all the pieces to really go to market with their, their own stores, supply chain network set up with the wholesaler behind them, because Amazon is really not in the wholesaler business. Uh, I guess they're trying to leverage Spartan Nash's capabilities. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we knew several months ago that as Amazon's opening up these new formats, they just opened up the new Amazon Fresh format in uh, the L.A. area. Um, you know, they've got the Amazon Go stores, they have Amazon Go Grocery, which is a 10, 12,000 square foot traditional store, but all, you know, cashierless technology. And they're playing with apparently another format. So we knew a few months ago that Amazon was beginning to sign leases, a lot of leases in a lot of metro areas around the country. And it could be that we're going to be seeing a whole lot of activity there really fast. That's that's all pretty amazing, Gary. But of course, you know we're we're connecting the dots here now. Yes, and a lot of this stuff is conjecture. So anybody's listening out here and wants to take this as actual fact, it's not yet. We're just you know assuming, making some assumptions based on what we're hearing from the news. And you know nowadays you never know. You, you have to clarify you know what's a conjecture and what's actual news. <laughs> Right. So exactly, exactly. But, you know, obviously we want to make sure that we're transparent, we're honest and upfront about, yeah. uh, you know, we're talking of opinion here. So I know, and there's another interesting thing that I read in the news channels, which was, you know, and I follow, we follow AI and customer yeah. intelligence. And I think this was a small capability that 
program deployed, which is, I think, and I've seen, this has happened to me, you know, when I'm a self-checkout, I'm scanning, and then uh, I have a problem with one of the items, right? And I'm waiting for somebody to come over and yeah. help me. I guess what they've done is they've deployed some kind of uh, visual technology to see if customers are having issues at self-checkout and automatically call customer service in to help them out. Hmm. Wow. Right? And 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 that's that's a really interesting use because it's, you know, I think it's, uh, it's very behind the scenes, but it, it's seamless to the customer. I mean, yep. you know, maybe magically, you know, the customer service person shows up saying, are you having trouble? But I, that's a pretty smart use of technology. Oh, it, it is. And, and I think it also speaks to this idea that AI technology is really can't be viewed as just AI anymore, right? AI is is becoming incredibly pervasive, is finding its way into all sorts of applications and capabilities and so on. Maybe it's not a bad idea, Gary, for us to get a guest over from the AI field and kind of demystify and put it in layman's language, you know, what exactly is AI? Because a lot of people think of it as a black box yep. and, you know, it's mumbo jumbo and somehow this is a super intelligent machine. But you know, uh, I think it'll be helpful to get people over here on our podcast and have them explain it. What do you think? I, I completely agree because I, you know, as I talk to people across the industry, everybody's using that term now, right? And it's become a buzzword. AI is everywhere, uh, but relatively few people, to your point, I think really understand what AI is, right? How it works, how it can be used, different types of AI and machine learning. Uh, so I, I think that's a great idea if we could get an expert on. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's a term that uh, yeah, at least people in the grocery industry are probably intimidated by because they just feel it's just too much unknown here. Yep. So so folks, you know, just rest easy. We're gonna demystify it for you and <laughs> tell you exactly what it is and what it's not. Okay. Third thing here on my list, uh, and this is something you just mentioned to me, Gary, but this is like super cool. Contactless palm uh, checkout. Yeah, yeah. So so again, this is coming from our, our friends at Amazon. And I, I think it's obviously this has probably been in the works for a while, but the timing of this, you know, given the world we live in today with the whole COVID-19 pandemic still going on and people afraid of uh, touching things and so on, uh, Amazon has deployed a contactless payment technology that works by, you know, you, you create a digital wallet that holds your, your payment or your payment instruments. You go in the store and shop and when you check out, you simply hold your hand or your palm over this reader. You don't touch anything. And it's reading your palm to authenticate that payment transaction. So this is a palm reading taken to a different level. That's what it is. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, now there, there's, <laughs> wow. there's some interesting things here. And, you know, as I think I've shared with you, Shaker, I've got, you know, a little bit of knowledge of the whole biometric payment space from years ago uh, with a company called Pay by Touch. And at that time, you know, we were using a finger scan, but you had to touch the sensor to authenticate the transaction. I think it's it's worth watching what Amazon does with this because I believe their plans are to offer that technology out to other merchants. And if you stop and think about that now, what that implies is that Amazon would begin developing a view to what other merchants that shopper is going to and what they're spending and conceivably even, you know, what products they're purchasing. You know, I, I know it's not such a big thing in the United States, but I know internationally Amazon Pay makes a 
big push to be a payment mechanism. Yes. And I don't see why, you know, you could have a uh, Amazon Pay station, you know, at a checkout where you just yes. hold your hand up and it automatically uses your Amazon Pay account and you're off and going. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. right. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I'm sure we're going to see this in Whole Foods. We're going to see this in other formats here pretty soon. Right. We, it's a different talk to the hand type thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. But that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, this is exciting times. I mean, I know, first of all, I, I hope everybody out there is staying safe, you know, because it's, it's what, month number seven, Gary, almost? I think the of the uh, sort of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's right. right. Yeah. So, so I, I really hope people are staying safe and staying sane. Best news that you're going to get is from the retail part. So make sure you tune in here every Monday. We make sure it's <laughs> it's funny and you know tell you where all the exciting things going on. Uh, man, this looks like there's more robots coming down the road here. So Save Mart. So what are they doing with delivery robots? So, I heard. So, yeah. So Save Mart just inked a deal to uh, begin deploying uh, robots for delivery of online orders. So these things they've been out in the market for a while. I don't know if they're in your area yet, Shaker. I know they're in the D.C. area and have been for a while uh, with different pilots and, and testing. But Save Mart is apparently going down this path. So, you know, you do your order online. And then a couple hours later, apparently this robot's going to come trundling up to your front door and let you know it's there with your groceries. Is it those things that look like these picnic ice packs that you pull yeah, along? Yes. Is, is it one of those small well, ones? Okay. Yeah, but, but you know, fully automated, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like a big cooler on wheels. Right, right. Cooler on wheels. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen pictures of those. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty awesome. So that's basically so all this Gary is happening because they're trying to figure out how to optimize their logistics from a delivery e-commerce perspective. Yeah. As I think every supermarket operator's e-commerce business has exploded over the past seven months, right? Right. Yeah, you know, many uh, retailers have seen uh, doubling, tripling. I've even talked to some retailers, their online business has gone up five or six fold. Uh, so it now represents, you know, a, a meaningful portion of their total sales. Now the big push is on to make that profitable because fulfilling those orders in store when online represents, you know, 10% of your total sales now, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of cost associated with that. So there's a massive push we're seeing across the industry right now for retailers looking to make the fulfillment in that last mile piece as efficient and cost effective as possible. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and, you know, on, on that same note, I, I heard somewhere else, Waymo, which is Google's self-driving wing, has gotten a license to operate driverless cabs in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. So if one of you guys are in Phoenix and you took the Waymo cab and it had no driver in it let us know that's, that's interesting that would be a that would be a really interesting experience getting in a cab with no driver yes yeah the the jetsons is truly coming to life that is true that is true well that's really amazing yeah i mean kroger and walmart and i know there's a couple others have got uh uh pilots running right now with driverless vehicles for delivery Okay, let's so let's move on to something that's on everybody's mind nowadays, which is health. The last six months, people have cooked at home more than they've ever before, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, discovering new recipes, and I think health's obviously become a focus, right? It's yes. about, you know, how can I eat healthier? You know, uh, instead of just uh, consuming processed food, and and we've seen that in the data that you know at retailers, you know, basically anything that to do with cooking at home has exploded. 
So I know there was a recent announcement from Loblaws out in Canada. I yes. know Loblaws is a big retailer. They have about 2,400 stores. Yeah, so I, I think this is just the latest move we've seen uh, in this area that really is a growing convergence of the healthcare industry and the food industry, right? And, and a linking together of these things. And a lot of this is enabled by big data and enabled by technology, right? That, that just wasn't available before. I think you're absolutely right. You know, as people have been sort of locked up for the last seven months, you know, I think everybody the first few weeks indulged, right? You know, let's have potato chips and ice cream and all this great stuff. Then, you know, as it, it became clear, we're sort of settling in for the long haul. I think a lot of people became much more serious about, okay, I need to eat healthy. And yes, we're cooking at home nearly every meal now. So growing interest in, in nutrition, I think related to the pandemic, growing interest in what foods should I be consuming to help boost my immune system, right? And stay healthy and so on. But all that speaks to more and more apps and capabilities being brought to market by retailers to help that shopper understand what foods to purchase, guide them to foods that are beneficial to them, specifically based on their health condition, based on their needs, lifestyle interests, so on and so forth. We at Birds are also doing, we've been working on this for a couple of years now. In fact, uh, this month, we're going live at one of our retailers with a personalized wellness app, which is going to be recommending healthier options for shoppers at a specific store. So, yeah, I think this, this whole industry is set to explode. You have on one side the transparency initiative that's happening, which is I want to know where my food is made, how it was made, and how it was delivered. Yep. And I think, uh, secondly, this consciousness about you know, I want to eat healthier food, so I don't want to have to go to a dietitian who I can meet once a month at the store. I want to be able to make the decision for myself. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, not only helping uh, improve the well-being of that, that customer, that shopper, uh, but there's linkage back into the healthcare industry. There's potentially savings on health insurance. If you improve your eating, you know, the, there's links back to the pharmacy. Uh, you know, understanding the ties between certain medications and food. Uh, there's just no end to where this goes. Yeah, in fact, I, I see supermarkets become kind of becoming like the uh, guardian of the population's health based on how well they're able to help their pop that population eat and thrive. You know, I, I, mean, I, th I think it's absolutely true. I think you can even go a step further, not just sort of the, the guardians, if you will, or, or partners in, in health and well-being, uh, but increasingly we're seeing certainly the bigger retailers putting more and more health clinics in the store. I, I think retail stores will become one of the primary ways people access healthcare. Absolutely. I mean, it makes total Total sense to me. I, I don't know if there's retailers out there listening to this, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. If if you're thinking in that direction, you know, how much do you see uh, yourself not just as somebody who stocks products and sells it, but who's actually caring for your shopper universe and actually can take an active interest in driving healthier habits? You know, I think it's a great opportunity, and I think that's the future. And I think people will innovate in that direction are sure to win. Right? Yes. Yeah. Completely. Okay, and I think we're we've got through some really interesting stories. You had one more, Gary, that I want I wrote down here, which was a company called Caper that's doing some interesting stuff. 
actually been out on the market for the past couple of years now with a smart shopping cart solution. Um, you know, the idea being you pick the cart up on your way in the door, and as you put products into the cart, uh, it recognizes them and, and is effectively building your order and checking you out so you can walk out the door. Uh, a lot of other uh, data flowing from that for the retailer, you know, where is that cart going? How long is it spending there? All that type of thing. But they, the Caper just announced a new product that, that I think is really interesting. And it's effectively a countertop self-check, automated self-checkout solution. So think of it as almost a, a box. And it looks to be maybe three foot square or so that sits on the counter where you'd normally go to check out. But two sides of it, side facing you, the other side are open. So it's really a frame. And you take the products you're purchasing, you put them in there, and it's using computer vision and sensors to understand what those products are, automatically totals them up so you can walk out the door. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, a really slick solution. Now, Obviously, that may not work for a full supermarket today, but boy, for a convenience store, for, you know, smaller merchants where it's more grab and go type business, what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. As usual, it's been fun talking to you, Gary. So any closing comments here, Gary? You know, one of the things that hit me, I was actually pulling together a list for another conversation I'm going to be having of all the announcements around tech and innovation, you know, really big things that have come out over the last 30 days. And I filled a page or two of notes, just announcements in the last 30 days. And I guess what really hit me, and I think we've touched on a lot of it today, is just how fast things are moving. And they're getting faster. And I I think the pace, the breadth of of innovation that we're talking about just on our our, uh, podcast here today speaks to how fast things are hitting. That is great. Yeah. I just, uh, that brings us to the end of this, this episode, but I want to let you know that in the next episode, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be interviewing Gary Hawkins, uh, my co-host, because he's just published a, in my opinion, a landmark paper about retail and the direction it's, which, which it's going called Retail 4.0. If you haven't heard about it or seen it on LinkedIn or social media, make sure you can access it. Gary, where do people get it? You know, if they want to go. So they can go to advancingretail.org or retailmindsteps.com. You know, it's it's Gary's insights in terms of where this industry is going. And, well, you know, next episode, come back. We're going to be talking to Gary about, you know, what he thinks and talk a little bit and get the inside scoop on Retail 4.0. So with that, I just want to thank the people who put this together. Uh, Stephanie Doherty, who is our digital marketing chief, and Aswini, who helped put this podcast together. So thank you so much, guys. And, of course, uh, thanks to Gary here as a co-host. So, All right. No. Great. Thanks. Thank you. You guys have a safe week, and we'll talk to you soon. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off.